Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need support from women who totally understand, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a session today. One simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click, follow, or subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating helps make this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that will make this type of abuse worse. For those of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast, thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. Today, I have Dr. Piper Grant. Welcome, Piper. We're so happy to have you here. So excited to be here today. We're going to talk today about women's intuition and getting in touch with ourselves and reconnecting to ourselves after betrayal or even in the midst of it in order to figure out what we need to do. So I'm not going to call you Dr. Grant today. I'm going to call you Piper because That's I love the name Piper. <laughs> and what is gut instinct and why is it so important for a woman? I think it's such a gift as women that we have this gut instinct, this innate ability to have these signals throughout our life. And what it really is, is our first warning signal about something, both negative and positive. So I say both negative and positive because you can have somebody say something along the lines of, oh, I just knew that was the right decision for me, or I just knew, you know, that's what I needed to do. And, or especially when we're talking about partner recovery, we often will say something along the lines of like, I just felt like something was off, or I knew that there was something wrong or something wasn't right. And so it's, it helps us judge. It's, it's a warning signal. The thing that is kind of interesting about our gut instinct and the way that it works is it works on an unconscious process. So it's something that we aren't even always aware of going on. What happens is our conscious brain is looking at things and we're making sense of them, but our unconscious brain is working almost like a jigsaw puzzle, let's say, and it's putting pieces together. And when pieces don't fit together, it's like, oh, something's off, something's wrong, something's different here. And so it sends a warning signal. There are studies that have shown what happens when something doesn't fit, basically, when those jigsaw puzzles don't fit. A neuroscientist probably right now is like, dying that I'm simplifying it that easily, but um, that when the jigsaw puzzles don't fit together, there's actually a surge of dopamine in the brain. You know, when we're talking and we're like, oh, in my body, it just didn't feel right. That's actually true. There's not only a psychological process that's happening, but there's actually a physiological process that's happening as well in which your brain and your body are saying something is different here. Let's be aware of this again, whether it's good or bad, but let's be aware of this. A few years back in my work, I would be like, it's this innate gift that women have. And I would kind of say then, oh, well, men have it too, but women have it so much stronger because I did, I intrinsically feel like women, we have this gift that's given to us. And so I started looking into it 
because I thought, well, is it true? Do I just feel that women have it stronger than men do? But actually, there's this belief that through evolution, women actually have a stronger ability to make intuitive decisions or have intuitive guides basically within them. And what it's believed is that over time, our female ancestors, because they had to both protect themselves and their children, they had to quickly evaluate a situation in which they had to tune into their environment, make sense of their environment, see if things were off or on. And so therefore our brains as women evolved to have a larger ability to organize chunks of this information much quicker and giving us this edge of ability to kind of read people, read situations and quickly make decisions of is this good or is this bad for us? That quickly make decisions part I think is where at least I got tripped up in my betrayal trauma journey because I, I remember this sense of intense dread, like That's someone's going to die. Something really, really bad's going to happen. And I just thought I must be crazy. Yes. You know? I uh-huh. must be crazy. And I re- even remember telling my husband at the time, he didn't say anything, but if I could go back in time and read his mind, he might be like, yeah, okay. Just like very still. And she won't know what I'm doing uh-huh. right now. Right. <laughs> So I think that's how betrayal trauma can rob us women of this gut instinct, or it's not always rob, but it just can negatively impact it and sometimes hinder it for a while. And I do want to note, sometimes I I have partners I work with and they are like, I had no idea, right? There was nothing that was off to me. So I want to put that out there because I want all women to know sometimes it's not to say that you always, there was a red flag yet. In our work together, when we start going back and unpacking things, they might say, ooh, that was a red flag and I chose to ignore it. Or there was that little time my body was like, "Hmm, something's off and I chose to ignore it. So betrayal trauma can really impact our relationship with our gut instinct because what it does is it breaks our relationship with the gut instinct. And so when I am looking at betrayal trauma, and I'm looking at the impact of sex addiction, there's not only a betrayal of trust by the addict, but there's actually a betrayal of trust with self. This is where it can become really complex for partner recovery, I think, sometimes, because the betrayal of trust with self is the betrayal with your gut instinct. So just like you were saying, you were like, you know, like someone was going to die or there. I think you said like there was death, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, like it's there. If we ignore it and we ignore it and we ignore it, how I view that is we're betraying trust with ourselves. You know, we're saying like, this isn't true. This isn't happening. Now, granted, that's the impact from gaslighting. That's because being a victim of gaslighting, that's what happens. Right. Well, had he told me the truth in that moment, right? If I said something really bad's going to happen and he said, yeah, because I'm having an affair or whatever it was, I still don't know to this day what it was about. But had he told me the truth in that moment, then... I would have been like, oh, I'm not crazy. But then just thinking, well, everything's normal. Why am I feeling this awful feeling, you know? And then so you and your body, I'm going to say, are kind of in war. You and your gut instinct are a little bit in war, you know? Totally. And that's the crazy feeling. And then I think what happens, though, is because there is this betrayal kind of to self or gut instinct, and then there's a distrust in your reality, So what can be difficult then in partner recovery is that then when you're in recovery and you're trying to reestablish relationship with your gut instinct, when you're experiencing a trigger, it's, and your gut instinct is kind of sending off these red flares, right? Like something's going on, something's going on. 
the question then is, is there an ongoing trauma that you're having this gut instinct reaction to, or is it a trigger from the past? And that's where it can be hard sometimes in recovery for reestablishing relationship with your gut instinct. Absolutely. Especially when you've been lied to, right? A million times. So now the red flags are going off and your husband's saying again, oh, everything's fine. You're like, well, do I believe him now or not? Where am I in this process? Here at Betrayal Trauma Recovery, we try to really help women understand the related behaviors Mm -hmm. so that you can watch what he's doing and not necessarily have to trust his words. You guys do practice what you preach just from listening to your podcast as well and knowing from clients that have worked with you guys is that, yeah, it's not just about the words, it's the actions as well. Mm-hmm. And also just how does it feel in your body as the partner as mm-hmm. well? Does it does it feel right or wrong? And I give this example sometimes. I live in LA. We have bad traffic, you know, and so the spouse can come home and he's five or 10 minutes late and a partner can be like, okay, you know, he's late. It feels off schedule off pattern. And it can be hard. Is it again, am I being triggered by something that is actually happening in this present moment? Or is this a reminder of something from the past? And it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's really complex. It is very complex. Yeah, this recovery thing is (laughs) no fun. No fun. And it's ongoing, right? (laughs) But then then it's also fun. You know what I mean? There's these two parts of it. But it's, (laughs) it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And it's ongoing and it's one of these things that I think changes with the environment and people around you. It's like forever modifying and changing, it feels Mm -hmm. like, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We only know where we are. I mean, I think about my recovery. I was talking with a colleague yesterday and I said, I haven't been angry at all. I've just been so sad. And finally, I'm becoming angry. And it's weird because it's way late. Hmm. This anger has been welling up inside of me and I'm not really a yeller. Well, Lately, I have been a yeller, but it's just not something that's natural to me. And so finally, I thought, okay, wow, like this has got to be the trauma coming out. So I told my kids, I don't know, there's this thing inside of me right now. I'm trying to work through it and I'm really sorry. And I said, when I'm feeling it, I think I'm going to raise my hands high above my head and I'm going to clench my fists and I'm going to say, Agnes, Amos, Jehoshaphat. (laughs) And um, they were like, okay, that's funny. And so... So I, I've been doing that, like when I feel it well up and they just look at me and then they start laughing and cause I think, wow, here's a new phase for me. I don't really yes. know where I am. Like, how do I explore it? And I think that's the same with our gut instinct. It's like, okay, uh-huh. here I am. I'm working through it. Like, I don't really know how to do this. I hope I can learn. Making an effort to explore it, I think is the key. Yeah, because I love what you say. You're owning it and just being in the moment and not necessarily even understanding. I mean, what I'm hearing is like you're not even always understanding what's going on or what it is, but you're just like, I am going to feel it and embrace it in a like safe and effective way, right? I like right. that you tell your kids like, this is what I'm going to be doing. That's what this is about. Like you said, it's just like kind of working through it and just being with it moment to moment and maybe mm-hmm. not always making sense of it. Yeah, because I think about the women who feel in their gut that everything is fine, for mm-hmm. example. I don't, by the way, I do not want this podcast to like freak everybody out, right? But this has happened where women have said to me, oh, like after I give a speech or something, they come up to me and they're like, that was so impactful. I'm so grateful. I'm just so glad I don't deal with this issue. Like, 
in my wow. heart. I trust my husband and I just love my family or whatever they say. And then I get a letter six, 12 months later. They didn't know. Yes. And their gut was telling them at the time that things were good, you know? And so that's what makes us go crazy, at least with me, is that I thought, well, I can't trust Uh my gut because I thought things were fine and they weren't and et cetera, et cetera. So how can a partner really reestablish trust within herself? What you're saying is actually like a really classic thing. And that's why I said in the beginning too, is like some women will say like, I had no idea, you know, my, I didn't have those red flags or those red flares go off. And so after there's discovery, it really starts with loving kindness towards self, because I do think about this breakdown with gut instinct as a betrayal or like as a breakdown of trust of self. It just starts first with loving kindness towards self. So sometimes women, we want to be hard on ourselves. Like, why didn't I see that? Or why didn't I know? Or why did I ignore that red flag? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the list is that can be read to ourselves. And when you think about actually in relationship with somebody else, if there's been a break in trust, you have to rebuild that trust. There's a process of rebuilding that trust. And so I think about that the same thing in relationship with ourself is we need to rebuild that relationship and trust with ourself, especially if a woman is one that says, I had no idea, you know, I didn't have any red flags and this just came out of completely left field. That again, there's probably been some gaslighting going on. Mm-hmm. And especially then you're just like, whoa, where is my radar? Like what happened? So starting with loving kindness towards self and then when rebuilding the relationship with the voice within you. And I start with like little exercises. So I say, while you're showering, for instance, just integrate it into your schedule. So while you're bathing or like standing in the grocery line, check in with yourself, check in with the voice of your body. So what is your heart saying to you in that moment? What's your body saying to you in that moment? What's your mind saying? What's your experience of where you are in your environment while you're bathing? Are you noticing the soap on your body or while you're standing in line? Do you notice yourself feeling anxious to want to get out and get on with your errands? Or are you dreading something that's coming up at the end of the day? So whatever it is, start in conversation with your body. Why I say conversation is because specifically I'm looking at bringing that voice of your gut instinct of your, what your body is telling you, bringing that to the surface. There's a woman, Ann Cornell, what she teaches in her practice with mindfulness is the welcoming of the feeling of whatever it is. So she says like saying hello to that feeling. So Mm. if you're feeling anxious, you say, oh, I'm feeling anxious. I say hello to that. Hello, anxiety. Yeah. Hello, anxiety. But I think this is so important because especially when we're talking about gaslighting or breakdown in gut instinct, what's happened is your reality has been denied. Right. So if you are feeling anxious and you're like, oh, I'm not anxious, I'm not, you know, like just with yourself, like, oh, I'm not anxious or like, nope, get past that. Like I would say like, Piper, you're not anxious, get over it. I'm actually denying that I'm actually feeling anxiety at that time. And so instead, if I'm like, okay, I'm feeling anxious, hello, anxiety, or even if you don't know the feeling, I'm feeling some feelings, hello, feelings. Mm -hmm. I am actually validating my body and my mind and my, my spirit, your whole being, that you're experiencing that in that moment. And that actually is little moments of reestablishing trust with your mind and your body and your gut instinct. And then start to, I, I'm going to say test yourself, but I hate the word test because I think I have negative connotations with the word test, but just little things like, oh, you know, 
take a walk to the right rather than going left today. And if you walk right instead of left, notice, does it work out okay for you? Is everything work out fine? And if it does, like tell yourself, okay, I'm listening to my inner voice. I'm listening to my inner guides. And those are little things because then when we get to the big things where you're like, nope, something's off here, you're able to say, okay, I've already reestablished trust with my inner voice. I know that my inner voice has guided me before for little things. I can trust it now. I can follow it. It's starting with loving kindness towards self, rebuilding relationship with that voice, welcoming whatever feelings that you're having, actually not denying your own reality within yourself, and then moving forward with little tests of that gut instinct. I like that. Why is it so important to like acknowledge this and work toward it? Why do women need to reestablish trust with themselves rather than just being like, okay, from now on, I'm just going to pick the most logical thing, or I'm going to ask my best friend, or I've got to make a therapy appointment every 10 minutes or whatever. Sometimes doesn't you know? it feel easier though to just be like, someone else that? tell me what's the right thing to do, right? <laughs> the truth is because as we were talking about in the beginning, it's a guide. It's, it's our, it's, it's this innate gift that we have. And if we're talking about whole recovery, that is a piece of us. And how I always look at it is that as a partner, we've had a betrayal and trust, whether or not you're staying in relationship with the addict, you're still going to hopefully have other relationships in your life. That should be part of recovery. And I don't mean, I mean intimate in terms of it doesn't have to be sexual. I'm talking about friends, family, you know, whatever that might be an intimate relationship in order to have trust in others. We, need to have a trust in ourself that we are actually choosing good relationships for ourselves and making good decisions. So that's what that gut instinct is about is reestablishing trust with self so that we know that we're moving forward with decisions that are in alignment with ourselves. So even if things go awry again, we can say, you know what, but I know that I made the best decision for myself in that moment. It also helps with rebuilding feelings of self-worth. So often after discovery, what we can see is that feeling of the ramifications of gaslighting um, and a victim of gaslighting. There can be low feelings of self-worth possibly or confidence or trust in self. And so what it does is it helps rebuild feelings of self-worth and confidence in self. Then it allows you to actually be free of maybe needing to call your therapist every 10 minutes or always <laughs> rely on your friends. <laughs> so true. You know, Thinking of the question, is it really possible to trust yourself again after sexual betrayal and the trauma? For me personally, the jury is still out on this one. I don't know. Like, I'm still working through this. It's almost like I have to see if the things that I choose end up being good for me. And that takes time. And so I'm just kind of like, uh. Yes. My life before, when I met my husband, I just thought he was amazing and he was fantastic. And I told everyone how great he was and how happy I was. And then we got married and, you know, things weren't like that. And now I think if I met someone, I'd be like, I'm getting married. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think mm -hmm. I'd like hedge all my bets. I think I'd be like, he seems really great. And, uh, and all of these things seem to be working, but I don't know if I can trust myself. Mm -hmm. The jury just still is out on me. I don't know how I would know. Okay, I really can trust myself again. Literally until maybe I got married and 60 years later. 60 years later, I'd be like, <laughs> yes, that was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I don't know how I can, it's, 
I, it feels like I can only trust myself in hindsight now instead of trusting myself in the future. I don't know. I love what you're saying though. I'm literally jumping out of my chair on the other side here because this is always what makes it difficult. And I say, well, look at the small decisions every single day. You are probably making decisions, whether it be for your children or yourself or in work or whatever. It starts with actually the little things, because then, as you said, like, what is the limit? If you're to get remarried, is it after 10 years, you say it's okay, 30 years, that was a good decision, right. you know, you could hit 30 years and be like, mm, nope, still, I don't know, like, we, you know? <laughs> I know. And, so, and I think this is where too, it becomes so complex is that like, what is the end goal? How do we really grasp it? I always say, let's come down. Let's look at, at the present. That's why I mentioned the example of walking. I know yeah. it sounds so little, but it starts with those little things. Again, just every single day you make a decision, give yourself a pat on the back. Be like, you know what? That was a good decision. I followed myself on that decision. Like I should have gotten those Oreos for myself. I don't know. I just like, that's the funny. Example. Yes, but, you should have. Um, I agree. Because <laughs> I hear what you're saying. And I think that's the difficult thing. How do we define when yes. have I reestablished trust with myself? And I think we need to be kinder to ourselves yeah. and look at the little successes and know that, yeah, we're not ever going to know the future, but we also need to give ourselves the little successes. If this podcast is helpful to you, please help us reach other women by following or subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping other women find us. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma on Amazon, and rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on Support the BTR Podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there 